Today on Rolling with New York Mike. Pick a better country. There is none. And show them why. And show them what we've done that could cost us the ability to stay great, let alone make America great again. Even greater than we've been in the past. But we're not there now. The last two and a half years has cost us tremendously. Welcome to Rolling with the most patriotic man I know, my husband. And now... His podcast, Rolling with New York Mike. Get on the ride. Welcome to Rolling with New York Mike. That's me. I want to talk about rolling, about riding my motorcycle, about going to Born Free, about going to Sturgis, about all that stuff. So it seems like while the world turns and the U.S. burns, our lives go on seemingly like a distraction from the drama all around. What's the distraction? Is it everything going on all around us? Or are we leading lives just enabling us to be distracted from all that craziness, that stuff, that's that drama? The question is, how do we separate all that drama from our everyday lives? I keep on hearing, shut off the damn news. I can't stand it anymore. And I agree. We're watching news 24-7. We didn't use to. I remember when I was a little kid in Brooklyn. I'd be at my grandma's house. She had that little TV. I don't know. Do we have a TV? I think we had a TV, but it, it had an antenna with the ears on top. And I think we got one, maybe two channels. <laughs> I don't know. And, and you got the news once a day maybe twice a day for what five or ten minutes i mean that was it now the, the world was still turning and we it was still burning everything that was going on was going on but you didn't see it 24 7 on these news stations cable didn't exist whether we have abc nbc and cbs that was it and you were lucky if you got two of those three channels you were lucky. And then and they went off the air at 12 o'clock, remember? 12 o'clock, da, 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 here comes the national anthem, and there they go. Done. So what happened? Well, that's what happened, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's it. So I don't know. I, I kind of agree about not watching the news 24-7 because it's not really news. It, it's just the same stuff. It's the same stuff over and over, only with different twists, depending on what program you're watching or listening to. And now that Fox has fallen out of grace, <laughs> out of favor with its uh, conservative base, the left has definitely gained an edge. And, and by, by the way, I for one, no, I'm not taking it out on the, the Fox people I like. There's, there's a lot of people on Fox. I, I like watching the five. I like Gutfeld. I like I like Jesse Waters. I mean, you know, you, know, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but he's good. I, I love Harris Faulkner, Maria Bartiromo. You don't get better than that. Martha McCallum. These are good people just making a living. And I don't see this. Well, it's not a boycott. Well, some for some people it is. But I'm just not going to take it. I know that these Fox people that are on there, they've been fighting with ownership for a long time. And although it does help to send a message, don't get me wrong. And I'm glad that Tucker Carlson has a much larger audience. I mean, the numbers weigh 85, 100 million people. It's, it's, it's really great. But FNC is still important. I, maybe it's important symbolically so that you can see the numbers at CNN and MSNBC and all that. You want your, your guys, Fox, Newsmax, whatever, to be beating them. But I don't know. 
It's about our everyday lives. And we're living these everyday lives as if we're not affected by the news. So if you watch the news, you're finding out or you're hopefully finding out, you're getting the different opinions, you're getting different things about what's going on. How does inflation, crime, the border, which includes, by the way, you go, when you talk about the border, you're not just talking about millions of illegal aliens coming across. You're talking about drugs, fentanyl, here and there, a terrorist or two, or maybe a lot more than just two or ten. There's quite a bit people on the terrorist list. What about the terrorists who aren't on lists that they catch or they don't catch? Human trafficking and, and the cost, the cost of illegal immigration on us. What's the cost to having millions? I think it's since Biden, just since Biden, two and a half years, like seven million illegals have come across the border and have been dispersed throughout the United States. Okay? There's a huge cost to us. In some places, more than others, I mean, in California, they, they're giving these illegal immigrants, they're giving them cell phones, they're giving them health care, they're giving them, what else? I mean, it's ridiculous. I, of, of course people are going to keep on coming. They're not getting this where they come from. It's a crazy thing that the Americans just, just go about their lives. We just go about our lives. Yeah, I know. We watch Fox News and yell at the screen. Yeah, you got to stop doing that. Get rid of Biden. Okay, I get it. But what are we getting? How, do we affect the, do we affect change? Do, are we effective in any way? Are we more effective because we watch the news and we're more aware? I think we are. I, I think the numbers alone. I'm not a big poll guy. The polls say this, the polls say that. What the polls don't say is a lot more than what they do say. But they say something. At least when people see people, it affects what politicians do to some degree. I, I, you can make the argument it doesn't because we're certainly going down the wrong track. If they're looking at, even when Fox News with Tucker Carlson was beating everybody by miles, it didn't seem to to, to, to affect the left wing. And, and I, I don't know if it affected the right wing or not. If it did, my God, I'd hate to see what's going on on the right, conservative America, including most Republicans, I guess. But I don't know. Let me get back to riding for a minute, because I'm thinking about Born Free this weekend up there in Orange County. I'm also planning my ride on uh, my Harley Davidson American motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I'm riding my I'm planning my ride to Sturgis. So let's let's do the math for a minute because I I've been looking at it and I I think it's I think it's kind of revealing. And, and let's do the math and make sure we're comparing apples and apples. Okay, so it's about 1,800 miles to Sturgis from San Diego, maybe a drop less. But what the hey, we'll we'll call it a 5,000 mile adventure. About 1,800 each way, a little more, a little less. But then you're in the Black Hills and you're riding, and I'm riding every day. So. How many miles a day? I'm there for five days. Am I going to ride 100 miles a day? No, more than that. Do the Needles Parkway. You, you know, you're going to do whatever, Needles Highway, whatever it is. But call it 5,000 miles. It doesn't really matter. I'm just using it for a, a way to demonstrate that if it's a 5,000-mile adventure, three, and it's three days riding there. I've done it a lot less. Don't get me wrong. Five days there, three days riding back. Just use that. Okay, so 11 hotel stays. Now, look, a lot of people camping and this and that. But look at it this way. 11 hotel stays. They get food, cigars, beer, etc. That's 
just a constant wherever you are. So if I don't go to storage, if I stay home, I'm still spending money on cigars and, and whatever I drink and whatever I eat. So that doesn't change. But there's definitely a cost of fuel going there, hotels. Let's just leave it like that. So wherever you are, so call it 40 miles to a gallon. Maybe you're going to get 42 if you're on a Harley. I get a, I, I do get about that. Even packed, loaded down, I'm still going to get about a little over 40. And and, that, and I'm flying, trust me. So if you divide, divide 40 miles to the gallon by 5,000 miles, it's about 125 gallons of fuel. At $3 a gallon, that's 375 okay? $375. At $5, it's $625, okay? Hotels. Let's use Best Western used to be average just over a hundred bucks a night now it's more like 150 a night yeah some place can be 120 some place can be 180 but it went from 100 to 150 basically i don't remember it's been a while since you can get a best western for under 100 but let's just use 100 and 150 so you can basically double that in the black hills during bike week so let's just go Three times 100, and five times 200, and three times 100. That's 1,600, okay? That, that's what it was. Three nights at 100, five nights at 200, which is probably a little more, and then three nights at 100. That's 1,600 bucks. But change 100 to 150, and 200 to just 300, and 1,600 becomes da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> yeah. It, it it goes from it goes to about twenty twenty four hundred bucks. Yeah. It goes exactly. It's crazy. So our usual eleven days Sturgis rally ride went from nineteen hundred and seventy five dollars two years ago to three thousand and twenty five dollars this year. And that's just hotels and fuel hotels and fuel. And yes, you can camp or share rooms or whatever, forever, you know. But apples to apples, 1975 to 3,025. Call it 2,000 to 3,000. It's about 33%. You want to get technical? 33 and a third. That's what that's what inflation has caused. You you figure the increased cost of food, beer, service on your motorcycle, or a gallon of ice cream, and tell me inflation is now down to 4%. Yeah. That's exactly what Gavin Newsom told Sean Hannity when Sean Hannity interviewed him for an hour. I think it was two hours. He showed the second part a couple of days later. But after watching the first part, where I watched Gavin Newsom eat Hannity's lunch, I wasn't watching the second part. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gavin Newsom, you, know, you say what you want. He's a horrible governor. He's, he's, he's a total left wing. He's all that stuff. And here's... Sean Hannity, Fox News, gives him this one-hour sit-down. And I'm telling you, Gavin Newsom ate his lunch. Gavin Newsom says to Sean Hannity, when Sean Hannity talks about inflation, he says, oh, inflation's only at 4% right now. Did Sean Hannity give him anything close to what I just gave you? 33 and the third. Those are numbers. Those are real numbers. Those are the real cost of living today. Because you can apply it to anything you do. Maybe it's not a trip to Surges. Just a trip. Any place. A business trip. You know, you got to go from San Diego to San Francisco. You're going to pay the same difference. You're going to pay the same difference in gas and hotels. It's up there. It's a lot. But 33% is a lot more than 4%. 4% is the rate of increase right now. That's what it is. 
Did Hannity nail Gavin Newsom with that? No. He let him get away with it. And Newsom, he was so smooth. I mean, this guy's a real politician. It, it, he's, and, and this is what he's selling his constituents. How great Biden is. How they've done all this, the jobs and this and that. Hannity did not expose any of Newsom's lies, the lies of the left, the lies that Biden has been telling everybody on a regular basis. But I got to tell you, it's one thing to listen to Biden tell it. It's another thing to listen to Newsom tell it. And I got to tell my these wonderful pundits, stop beating up Biden for being an ineffective old man, for having mental whatever deficiencies. He's not capable. I keep on hearing it. I've been hearing it for two years. Sometimes I say it because you look at it and you go, the point is, be careful what you wish for. Because if you don't have Biden up there saying it, you're going to get Gavin Newsom or somebody like him. And the left wing watches these people, they eat it up. They believe everything they say. Crime? <laughs> what crime? What are you talking about? We've seen the cries rhyme in cities all over the country. Now, what cities are they rising? Minneapolis and places in Portland, Oregon, and New York. These are blue states, blue cities. Look at what's going on in Chicago. Those are the places that vote for your Democrat candidate consistently. Over and over and over again. The same the, the same people that are victims of these crimes in these blue cities, which by far have the most crime, are the ones who are voting over and over again Democrat politicians. Over and over and over. What is stopping them? And we're giving the biggest, biggest excuse to Joe Biden. Oh, he's old. He's got dementia. You know, half these guys feel badly for him. And yet here comes the Gavin Newsom's of the world telling them convincingly that Biden's doing a great job, that the left is doing a great job. And, and if you don't think they're convincing them, why in the world do they keep on voting for Democrats? Now, of course, we know the Department of Justice, so-called, they're the biggest criminals of all, all right? The Biden crime family, protected at all costs. Of course, the cost is to us taxpayers. Their enemies are target. Look at the Trump indictment. And by the way, getting getting on to presidential politics just for a minute, and I'll get back to them in, a, in another minute, but just for a minute, think about the billions, and I mean billions of dollars, advertising dollars, propaganda, you know, indoctrination. It's just all spent, everything focused on destroying Donald J. Trump. Since 2016, can you imagine a, 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 an advertising campaign of that magnitude for anything? I mean, Mike Lindell doesn't have anything on the Democrat Party, the left wing, and how much they're spending to destroy Donald Trump. And he's still standing, totally resilient, leading in the polls, respected worldwide, feared by his enemies, loved and admired by loved and admired by his constituents and his adversaries alike. It's 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 true. Take a look at the stage. Who is on that stage except, of course, for Chris Christie? Oh, and Asa Hutchinson. They just hate Trump. They've been Trump haters from the beginning. But you got some very, very, I, I mean, really a bench to be proud of up there. Tim Scott and, I mean, there's a, Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, these people are brilliant. And Trump loved and admired, I'm telling you, even by his adversaries. He's a beacon of hope to the free world. His future and, and ours 
are in our hands. It's up to us. We're the ones that should not be affected by the billions of dollars in advertising and propaganda targeting Trump. Everything from the Russia Gate to the impeachments to, to, to these indictments based on what? Nothing. And I'm not going to go through each one of them one at a time, but, but you, you know what it is. His future and ours are in our hands. America is in trouble, yes, but we're also on the brink of greatness. The difference between electing another Republican president, is, which is a good thing, and re-electing Donald Trump is the difference between good and great. So let's reach for the stars because helping them prove their propaganda machine works will just encourage and help them. Donald Trump in the White House, Commander-in-Chief, will give us not four, but 12 years. Yeah, let's talk about that too. Not four, but 12 years to change the course set by the left. The Marxist left, it, it, it'll, 12 years, yeah, we'll get to that, but 12 years, and we'll bring more Democrats and independents to a conservative American agenda. That's right, Is, just give us those 12 years. That, that will, that'll make their billions that they've spent trying to, <laughs> trying to destroy Trump, it'll, it'll, it'll dwarf. Just having him in the White House, you take a look at this Hunter Biden deal. Not to get away from presidential politics, I'll be right back, I promise. But what Hunter Biden just got, after five years of investigation and no laptop investigation results, he just got, without not one reference to anything in that, in that laptop, they made him a deal to pay back I think payback, the $1.2 million in taxes. Now, w when you get a statement from the IRS that you owe back, let's say, $10,000, that's probably tripled with penalties and interest. So we're going back years. I think it's 2017. It's six years. And a million two hundred thousand that he didn't pay for two years. What's the penalties and interest on that? You ended up. I'm too lazy. But that's a lot of money. So what exactly did he get? He got two misdemeanor charges for that, which puts him on probation. And on the gun charge, he made a plea deal. No jail time, nothing. He might have to pay a fine. That gun charge was serious. There are people who have spent years in prison who did less. Because you got to remember, not only did he lie on the application to get the gun, then he hid the gun in the dumpster. Then he had somebody take the gun from the dumpster. I, I mean, this is all serious stuff. Now, if you if you listen to Fox News, and I do, and and one of my favorite shows, definitely The Five. And I got to tell you, you might find this a little strange. One of my favorite people on The Five is Jessica Tarloff. Not because I agree with anything she's ever said. As a matter of fact, she got to start working for Frank Lautenberg. Senator Frank Lattenberg from, from, from New Jersey. Now, I, I go back a long time, and I remember when he ran against Millicent Fenwick, one of my favorite people in Congress. She was fantastic. That was such a dirty campaign. But, you know, that's, that's politics, right? So not only does he win the Senate seat that she was fighting for, and she would have been a, a great, a great senator, and, and it was dirty. I can't remember. It's been... 20 years, more than 20 years. 
But it, it was just a big disappointment. And then here comes young Jess, Jessica Tarloff working, working for Lautenberg. I think I still lived in New York then. So it was in the early 80s. And, you know, I was in New York fighting to get rid of helmet laws and all the other stuff that you do when you're in your 20s and 30s. I still do. <laughs> I still do. The same, nothing's changed. But, you know, back then, you're a little more naive. You expect a little more response. And Lautenberg was just the worst. And then all his people would show up. And I'd go down to D.C. You know, we'd lobby. We did what we did, whatever. And so all these years later, and I kind of kind of sort of remember, she shows up on the five years ago. So Jessica Tarloff is giving some arguments against the other four on the five. <laughs> And, you know, she's no Juan Williams. Juan Williams was obnoxious. His his response was just a, I don't know, just it's a reflective, you know, kind of a knee-jerk reaction to anything on the right. Jessica actually thinks, she, she thinks things out. And, you know, I don't agree with anything she says. But what she says is kind of logical and not just a bunch of political rhetoric that's thrown in our face. And she brought up Roger Stone. She brought up some other stuff too, but I remember the Roger Stone thing. And she said, Roger Stone, oh, he just got part, he just got off and he got, no, Roger Stone's house was raided. And of course she tried to just blow that away, but it's her against four people. And she handles this very well. And, and, but she's wrong. Roger Stone, he got railroaded, convicted, and he got pardoned. And that's the difference. So you you could say all you want about Joe Biden's incompetence. He's doing a hell of a job punishing America. OK, it, it, it's Hunter's deal on the child support. No, that's a little bit of icing on the cake. I mean, Hunter Biden is a criminal. What he did, it's not a misdemeanor, it's a felony. Yes, the gun guards are a felony. But so is what he did with that money. And it was money laundering. And they, we, we need to see a trail of where this investigation went, what they did to come up with a misdemeanor charge. And hopefully these Republicans, for crying out loud, you know, you, 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 you would think that some of these Republicans would be a lot more capable of digging and finding evidence and, you know, doing what it takes to get the job done. How could they not be able to expose the Department of Justice, which is, you could call it the Department of Injustice. It sounds cute, but it just sounds cute. It, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't justify that the people behind this are as criminally liable as the criminal. Uh, it, it's, they may be worse. It, it, they may be worse. I mean, Jim Jordan, for crying out loud, we have a bunch of sharp Republicans. Why? They're held back by this Joe Biden administration. And you want to call the guy feeble? You want to say he's got dementia? You want to say he can't walk and talk? He shakes hands with the air. He doesn't know which way to go off stage. He, I mean, he calls his sister, his wife, his wife, whatever. He trips, he falls, he falls upstairs. Not even downstairs. Yes! He does all that. 
but he's also kicking our ass. And, and you, you, you can say all you want about his incompetence. It's not helping us. He's doing a hell of a job. And uh, look, I, I don't want to put the five in the same place as Sean Hannity up against Gavin Newsom. But when Jessica Tarloff brings up Roger Stone to justify what happened with Hunter Biden, I'm sorry, but they should have torn her apart. I, I think Judge Janine tried. But, and, and I got to say one more thing on her behalf. She did say to them as they were interrupting her as she was putting out what she said. You, I, you, I let you speak. I didn't interrupt any of you when you, and she didn't. She listened to all of them. And they, they just stepped up. Jesse Waters. Just, just, I mean, he just went at it. But they didn't give the facts that show that what she was throwing out there as facts were not. They didn't do it. So they get cheat sheets. They get stuff every day. People hand them all the written documents on what went on. They have everything in front of them. I don't have a crew. <laughs> yeah, I don't have producers. They do. I expect more out of them. And I certainly expected more out of Sean Hannity. Uh, I, I mean, give it to Mark Levin if you can't do it. Give it to Maria Bartiromo if you can't do it. Give it to Martha McCallum. Give it give it to Harris Faulkner. Give it to somebody else. But don't do it. Now look, Brett Bear, I just don't see it. I'm sorry. Now I know that Brett Bear and Martha McCallum are going to do the first Republican debate in, in August. I just hope Martha McCallum could, could keep it where we need it. Because Brett's just too nice a guy. And he's just, he's just too nice a guy. Not that Martha isn't, but Martha is sharp. I, I, I think she's much more prepared when, when she gets out there to tear apart anybody who lies, who's going to color outside the line. And we're going to need that. I already said how this inflation is way more than the 4%. It's rising at 4%, but it rose for a year and a half at 9 and 10%. So when when you look at gas at $5, which it is now in California, where it was down to close to $3, they can say it went down, but it's back up. So what's that rate of inflation from three to five? That's almost double. That's that's like 60%. That's a huge number. And, and you gotta bring it up. You gotta constantly put it in America's face. Just like they're constantly saying, oh, it's 4%. It's rising at 4% right now. Next month, it could rise at 6 or 7% again. But once it's up, it's up. So you go for the price of, I don't know, price of a gallon of milk. What is it, $5? It used to be 3 and a half. Now it's 5 So if it comes down to 4 is it going to decrease? It's still over the 4.5. But if it goes up to 6 now what is it? Is it from five to six? So it only went up 10%. It's it just, you got to be able to say what it is. And these jobs reports, there were no jobs during COVID. There were no jobs. So when you put people back online, they can go to work. They don't need to wear masks. They go, yeah, it's going to jump up. So your unemployment numbers are going down. Point it out the way the left points out the, the twisted facts that make them look good. Put out the real facts to make them look like the liars that they are. But the people out there are paying these numbers. They're paying the prices. They're going to the to the grocery store. They see what's going on. They stop at the gas station. They're paying their electricity bills. People see it. They know it. They feel it. All you have to do is confirm the, the, the everyday lives that people are living. Put it out there. 
do news conferences. Get get the get that PR team together. Yeah, spend the money because that's what the left does. They spend tons of money on 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 PR, and sometimes you just gotta play that game because it's life and death. It's it's Americans not being able to afford healthcare, not being able to afford their 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 medicine, not it, 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 because of inflation. And it, and then you get the cultural side of things. You know, when we talk about the you know the current rate prices are rising by fuel, power, the the border, Ukraine, the cultural. I mean, there's so so much here. Why isn't it being thrown in the face of all of these people on the left? It should not only be on Fox News. We should have press conferences on the, on the network news. Yeah, ABC, CBS, and, and NBC. It, 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 nothing's changed. Back in the 50s and the 60s, ABC, NBC, CBS, they're still the big ones out there. Do we swamp them with advertising, with with press conferences? Do we bring what we need to be? I mean, how many people are actually watching C-SPAN? How many people are actually, you know, watching these media events? We need to get it in their face. We need to hire people on social media to put this out there in a bigger way. When we talk about fuel power, the border, the border is a huge issue. It's drugs and fentanyl and all the things I said before, human trafficking. It's these refugees who are dying. Who are, it, 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 It's also the, the rise of the cartels. I, I said two years ago, or more when I first started, and I saw what Biden was doing early on. I said, it looks like he's actually partnering with the cartels. He, he may as well be partnering with them. He has done everything he could to make these cartels into big, multi-billion dollar corporate entities. And that's what they are. And the methods that they use, it's medieval. It's scary stuff. And we just let it happen. We're just watching it. It's something that we have to, we have to do something about it. And then you have all the race and gender issues. All these things, yes, they're being exposed, but they're not being exposed the way we need it exposed. You know, it, it, it's great that people like Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy are running, and, and you can call them black or brown, call them what you want. But they're the ones that are going out there. Tim Scott's advertising, leading the charge. Everybody should be singing that tune. Everybody should be reinforcing what Tim Scott is saying in every way they could. We need a lot more. We need a lot more pushback on this country, not being a racist country, being one of the most generous, one of the most liberal nations to everybody of every race and creed. The Asians have more to argue about than the blacks as far as discrimination is concerned. And yet, why don't they, you know, because they don't act like victims. They're successful, their kids are getting into the best colleges. They're bright, they're brilliant. And yet, there's, there's more racial prejudice against Asians. I don't even want to talk about talk about the Jews. If if you look at all the all the race crimes, the hate crimes in the country, over sixty percent of them are are, are are at Jews. Jews in America are the victims of more hate crimes than virtually every other ethnic or any other group put together. Even even people in Congress just they're totally you know they're just out there talking about Jews. 
Israel, you know, boycott Israel. I mean, why? Don't we point out exactly what's going on? Get in the face of of how seventy percent of the Jews in America will vote for Democrats. Why? Because nobody's convincing them otherwise. Nobody's targeting them and saying this is what's going on. You know, this is the squad. This is the Democrat policy with Iran, whose guns and everything are trained on Israel. They are they are absolutely focused on the destruction of the state of Israel. And what are we doing? Oh yeah, Jim Jordan casually, we, you know, we'll bring it up. We need to put it in the face of of everyone in America. Everyone, religious freedom in America is being challenged. Oh, you bring it to the Supreme Court. But it needs to be brought up and, and thrown in the face of every God-fearing human being in this country, especially the ones who vote for the Democrats, especially the ones who vote to propagate the hatred of Jews, the, the racism against Asians, the absolute shutting down of religious freedom. The freedom of speech. You know, when, when we talk about the Second Amendment, it seems like only the conservatives are pro-Second Amendment enough. And you could leave it like that. If you don't want to put that in the face of every liberal out there, don't. But that's no reason not to talk about the other things. How many people are dying trying to come into America across the southern border? How many How many terrorists, how many on the terrorist list and not on the terrorist list? How many are we capturing versus how many are getting through? We could talk about Ukraine all day long, but now you're trying to convince them about something that they don't want to be convinced about. So convince them about something else. They want freedom of, of, of religion. They want free speech. They don't want to see racism. Show them why the Democrats are the ones who are just promoting this racism, promoting the end of religious freedom, the end of freedom of speech. And while you're doing all that, show them what the Democrats are doing that's allowing China to dominate, dominate the world. It's going to be a Chinese hegemony, worldwide hegemony. And it's not going to take that long because they're, they're, they're all prepared. They're all ready to do it. Our time is, is, has been here and we, we, we just haven't, we haven't handled it well enough. Instead of celebrating the American American hegemony, we've torn it apart. We've 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 thrown eggs at it. Like, wow, what are we doing? Oh, we're an empire. Oh, we're talk about the good stuff. Talk about the great trade agreements. Talk about the lifestyle of 320 million Americans. Yeah, there's po- poverty. Yeah, there's a problem here. But we're not a racist country. We're not a poor country. Some of the poorest of Americans live better than the middle class in any other place around the world. Go to some of these other countries. Go into the, the heart of China. Go into India. Certainly Bangladesh, nations in Africa. Go take a look at all these places. Pick a better country, as my friend Ken Hamlin said. Pick a better country. There is none. And show them why. And show them what we've done that could cost us the the ability to stay great, let alone make America great again, even greater than we've been in the past. But we're not there now. The last two and a half years has cost us tremendously, tremendously in every way. Our trade deals, our military, we we have diluted our military. We're dropping standards to the lowest common denominator. 
we got to point it out, not just on Fox News. It's got to be everywhere. We got to be, we've got to be, we've got to act. I don't want to say desperate, because we are. But we've got to act as, as if the future of this country depends on the people who understand the importance of being the strongest nation on earth, being a nation. And, and you know, I see these people all the time. Oh, there's poor people, people who haven't got that, people who go to school and they don't have enough to eat, people that aren't clothes. Oh, there's this. Come on. There's no people in America that can't go out and work. Jobs are begging. Nobody wants to work. Point out why it's important. Give them incentives to go to work. Talk about it. Talk about it more often. Not just how, you know, we're conservatives and, you know, talk about how bad it really, really is. Not just in these investigations, in press conferences, consistent. Tell the American people. You know, I look at the news and we talked about that when we started off. I look at the news. Used to see it, you know, five minutes here and then five minutes here. That was it. After Howdy Doody and Hopalong Cassidy. Maybe, you know, <laughs> it was five minutes for the adults. Now it's all day long every day. So news has become our entertainment. It's not entertainment. I know they've got to sell. They've got to bring in the advertising. They've got to do what they got. I got it. And they've got to make it somewhat entertaining. Make it educational. Focus on the educational aspect of the media. Their responsibility to to educate the American people in a real way. China, China, China. I know. But it is a big deal. You cannot talk about it enough. And stop focusing on Biden's age and, and, and his mental decline. Talk about RFK and whatever her name is, Williams. She's got she's got almost ten percent on the Democrat side. Talk about that. Why who else? Yeah, you've got Williams, RFK, Gavin Newsom. I don't know whoever else they have. Who do they have who's capable of stepping up and running the country? Who do they have who's really a competent politician with the best interest of America at heart that you would want to see? Joe Manchin? Every once in a while his name's mentioned. What about the real qualifications of Joe Manchin versus Joe Biden? But what I would be doing on my side of the aisle, I'd be talking about everybody running for the the office of the presidency on on the Republican side, on the conservative side. We got people we should be proud of. We really do. Nikki, and I'm not saying this is the one to vote for, but I'm saying they're all people to be proud of, at least to some degree. I mean, there's a couple I don't like. That's just me. But Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, you know, and, and now you got that mayor of, of Miami in there. Suarez, Francis Suarez. I mean, I'm not saying I'd vote for him. I, no, I don't think I would. I definitely would never vote for Asa Hutchinson or Chris Christie. And, and but you know, I put Chris Christie up against any Democrat as far as a competent politician is concerned. I do not like Chris Christie. Do not mistake what I'm saying for any kind of endorsement. But I do endorse the fact that even our weakest and I'll put that up as Asa Hutchinson, is better than their strongest. So, you know, put it out there. We disagree, but Nikki Haley, you know, governor of South Carolina, very successful. As the UN ambassador, she kicked butt. 
She set the standard. Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't. Even, I didn't know this guy's name. I never heard of Vivek Ramaswamy. What a young guy! I don't know how old he is. Doesn't look like he's over forty. He's, he's you know Indian ancestry. I didn't realize that Nikki Haley was actually you know. I, I just didn't. But you know, we, we all know it now. But when she was governor of South Carolina, man, Nikki Haley. Then she was ambassador to the UN. Boy, she did a great job. And I think that's where I heard that her parents were sick Indians. They're pretty impressive people. Their their history is really something to be proud of as as a people. But you know, she's born in America. She's you know she's an American, clearly an American. I, maybe her parents are too. I, I don't know anything about that. Her husband's in the military, and she's just she's just a tremendously, totally qualified for this job. Totally qualified to be president. And certainly qualified to be his vice president. Now, again, maybe not my first choice, and I don't mind giving you my first choice in 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 any of these. But this this I call this kid Vivek Ramaswamy. Whoa, is he great? Very very impressive man. Is he? And he's out there campaigning. They're all out there to win. They're actually, in my opinion, out there campaigning for the second spot behind Donald Trump. I think we all realize the 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 only way to really win back America is to elect Donald Trump as president. Not and and not just because he's the most capable. He is. Not just because of what he did when he was president. Everything he said he would do. But you didn't have a border problem. Donald Trump dealt with it. The trade agreements he did. The trade agreements with China. The trade agreements with, you know, the, the, the NAFTA agreement. Mexico, Canada. I mean, he, he handled things. Take a look at North Korea. They never fired a shot when Trump was president. He actually went to North Korea. Amazing. Our deals with our allies. For the first time, NATO was actually starting to pony up to pay their, well, some of them, their 2%. They came close. Billions of dollars that NATO coughed up during the Trump presidency. They're not doing it now. <laughs> no, we're sending all the money to the Ukraine. Where's NATO? What have they done? Where are they? You know what they'd be doing if Trump was in office. What what he did. You didn't see inflation. Inflation was what? 1.4%? That was the that was the rate of inflation. Even at 4%, that's like almost three times higher. Three times, 300% more. And it was up there at 8 and 10%. And it's going to go back. It, it's it's it, Trump. What Trump did when he was president, that this country we, we we were never in better shape. The military. When Trump was president, the things he did for the VA, the Veterans of uh, uh, whatever, the Veterans Affairs. Uh, oh, I fight with them all. Veterans. Uh, sorry, administration. Yeah, I guess I got a blind spot. I fight with them every day. It's ridiculous, but a heck of a lot better than it was before Trump. So we have some hope. And, and Trump's ability to have China on their heels, he had them on their heels. They were always on their heels. They weren't threatening Taiwan. Russia wasn't invading Ukraine. And when Trump says he could end that war in 24 months, 20, I'm sorry, 24 hours, I believe it. Okay, maybe it'll be 36, oh, 48 hours. Okay. But I, I, I think he'll get everyone to the table very quickly. I, 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 he could do it. Oh, yeah, you're going to have all these people. Well, we don't want Ukraine to have to give up something. Well, you know what? They're giving up a lot now. 
They're being killed. Their cities are being destroyed. It's going to take them decades, decades, maybe generations to, to, to become whole again. The, the people that were killed, we don't even know what the numbers are. They will never come back. What he wants to do is save lives and wars. And with him in office, you can actually do it. Do you think that he would let Ukraine, uh, not Ukraine, I'm sorry, Iran, get away with what they're getting away with? And don't you think that he would have India right by our side? We don't have India right now. They're vacillating. They're working with the Russians as much as they're working with us. We need India. We need South America. We need we need, we need, need Mexico. We need Donald Trump. That's what we need. But when you elect Donald Trump and whoever he picks as vice president. Now, I'm going to tell you, my first choice, Tim Scott, by a mile. I love that guy. And and whether it's Tim Scott, Vivek, Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, I mean, those are my top choices for vice president. Why? Because they're sharp. Because they're strong politicians. Because they, when I see them, I feel like... I'm proud. I, they represent me as an American in the best way. Whether I agree with everything they say or not, it, it makes me feel good that they're up there. And so, and DeSantis, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, I think DeSantis made a big mistake when he went against Donald Trump. It wasn't the right time. It was the right time for him to stand on the sidelines, wait for his turn, because Donald Trump, in my opinion, would definitely have chosen him to be his vice president. But now we've seen him. He, he doesn't have the charisma. He's not, he's, he just doesn't, he doesn't have that same presence. When he announced for presidency with, with um, what's his name, you know, the Tesla dude. <laughs> he, he, went, he went out on there. It, 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 it wasn't, no, he, he wasn't prepared. He, he, he hadn't trained enough. Whatever, whatever it was, it just fell flat. It, it just didn't, it didn't work. When Tim Scott made his announcement, I got chills. The hair in the back of my neck stood up. I said, yes, this is great. This guy is really, I was like, yes, I was cheering for him. It was awesome. Definitely my first choice. But you know what? Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, these are people we're going to see again and again and again. They're going to be part of Donald Trump's cabinet. And and if you elect Trump and he brings in any one of those, and I hope, it, I really do hope it's Tim Scott. I, I, I know that do with his race. It has everything to do with this guy's presence. <laughs> He's awesome. But you're going to have four years of Trump and eight years of Tim Scott. Or four years of Trump and eight years of whoever. What about Tulsi Gabbard? Wouldn't upset me a bit. She's certainly no Democrat. She's been there and seen it and said, I don't like it. And that makes me feel good. Now, it's a lot I don't agree with, but I love her patriotism. She is a sharp woman. She's a leader of, I want to say a leader of men. She's a, she's a leader of people. She's awesome. And also, you know, that, that military, she's colonel in the army. She's fantastic. But whoever it is, I can tell you right now, four years of mentorship with Trump and then eight years as president. Those 12 years. Yeah, you want to you want to put this You're going to get four years out of DeSantis or any of the others. Four years. Eh, maybe, maybe you might get eight. I don't think so. Not with DeSantis. I think they'll run, run right over him because they give away everything. Free health care, free medical, free food, free phones, free everything. Bring those people in here and sign them up to vote for Democrats. All of these illegals, make their vote count. Get them in here. Oh, my God, you'll see it all. Not under Trump. 
not under Trump. And so you get any of them, you're liable to have four years. You get Trump and whoever he brings with him to the White House is going to be there for the full 12. I will I will guarantee you, absolutely, that's Donald Trump. And you know it. He's strong. He's tough. Look what he's taken. He, they have been shooting at him, firing at him, spending whatever money they could. They've got the Department of Justice, Injustice, everything else. They've indicted him from New York to Florida to Georgia to Washington, D.C., the J6 bullshit, everything. They have literally thrown the kitchen sink at this guy, and all he's done is turn on a faucet and get them all wet. And he'll keep on doing it. That's Donald Trump. How could you not vote for a guy who has taken all that for us and accomplished all that he did? How could you not take a leader like that and say, bring him back to the White House. Give us four more years and eight years after that. Give us all 12. That's Donald Trump. And I'm New York Mike. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Thanks for rolling with New York Mike. I'm out. Thanks for listening to Rolling with New York Mike. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to keep this podcast rolling.